This is the Live Your Edge podcast, episode 34. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Gilbert Joa. Today, we will be speaking with Danajea Hidarachi, the 2014 World Champion of Public Speaking, awarded by Toastmasters International. It's a annual competition where over 30,000 people around the world compete for only the one title of being the world champion. And Dejea has been one of the most known world champions out there. His winning speech labeled I See Something in You was one of 2014's most talked about speeches alongside Nobel Prize winners as well as Shirley Sandberg from Facebook's commencement speech at Harvard. His winning speech has also amassed millions of views on YouTube. Danajea started as a troubled youth and now is one of the world's leading motivation speakers and travels around the world every single year to speak to audiences of all sizes. He is also a leading entrepreneur, thought leader, and human resource development specialist. Today, we'll be speaking about what it means for him to be a successful speaker, what are some of the key learnings he has learned along his journey, the habits that he has created in his life to attain his success, as well as some of the wisdom that he has acquired over the years and why is it that only 5-6% to 6 of people actually achieve success? And finally, we'll be talking about the values and the things that he does not compromise on. I'm really excited for this interview. Join me in welcoming Danajea Hederachi. Welcome everyone. Uh, welcome to the Live Your Edge podcast. I'm here with the 2014 world champion Dejaya Herrachi, and uh, today we have a lot of uh, interesting things to talk about. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Hi, everybody. So, just want to jump right in. How do you define success as a speaker? I think success as a speaker can be defined in uh, three uh, distinctly separate ways, right? And the first thing is, do you kind of identify yourself with a universal message that you want to spread with your audience. And a lot of people, you know, um, talk about a lot of things in life. And one of the fundamental truths that separate great speakers from not so great speakers is how close of what they are talking is close to the truth. Right? So that's number one. You got a universal message. Number two, can, are you challenging yourself every day to talk about something new? Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, you got to be able to innovate and kind of stretch yourself so that you could discover more messages, more meaningful messages and content that you have. Um, number three is, of course, by the number of lives you are able to touch. And I think it's about meaningfully connecting with your audience and changing their lives. So it's not actually about the number or the volume, but it's about that meaningful connection that you will have and how much of an impact that you're going to have in their lives. So I think those three areas are you know, how I define a successful speaker. 
So pretty much uh, being able to speak your truth and being able to touch as many lives as possible. I wouldn't say many lives, but I'd say more meaningful connections. So it's not, a, once again, it's not about the volume, right? You could be a great speaker. You could talk to about three, four, five people. And if you change their lives completely in a way that kind of helps them become better, that's really great. Now you could talk to a thousand people, but really not touch anybody's lives and you're still not up on the game. So it's about having that meaningful connection with your audience. Awesome, got it. So how has your definition of success changed with time? I think, I think early on in my life, it's about, it was all about the accolades, it was the medals and you know, all the shabazz that comes with it, the certificates, and I used to have this decorated wall on my house about you know, all of the printed material that I had. At one point, one day, I just woke up and I took a massive trunk and I just chucked all of my trophies into that and I put it up on storage, right? Um, you know, for me now, um, success is all about how, what type of a masterpiece you create, right? So every artist needs a great masterpiece. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci had a Mona Lisa. Michelangelo had, you know, the Statue of David. And uh, every, every aspiring, uh, it could be a speaker, it could be an entrepreneur, it could be a leader, needs to have that moment where they look at the work, the body of work that they did, and say, hey, this is a masterpiece. This is something that I could be really proud of. So for me, success is all about that. It's all about creating something that the world can connect with and continuously draw from it uh, in a way that in inspires them and finds a meaningful, uh, meaningful message for them. So my success has shifted from titles, accolades, and certificates to kind of what am I producing, right? What's the type of knowledge? What's the type of content that I'm producing every day? And uh, how many people draw from that? And uh, what are some of the habits, the sort of daily habits that you encompass into your life that has allowed you to create your masterpieces? I think that's a very good question. I think today the world is, you know, has this mad rush to figure out what the habits of, you know, successful people are. You get online, you kind of find this, you know, five great habits of billionaires or the five habits of the you know rich and famous and, you know for me it's it's a whole load of junk right yeah. uh, you know your habits are intrinsically yours right you don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to be successful neither do you have to stay up at three o'clock until the morning to be successful right uh, so all of these things that we assume right have been true to individuals it hasn't been true to the mass that's because the secret to success or the habit to success cannot be generalized, right? That's why nobody is successful equally. If there was one magic formula, everybody would have, be successful equally, right? So it's about finding the unique combination that, um, you know, that you love to, that works for you. For, for example, I love to sleep a lot, right? I love to sleep a lot and my work happens in my sleep. Right, and my most innovative ideas, my most, uh, you know, uh, words, sentence structures, and what I want to do actually come come in that time where I'm actually sleeping or about to sleep or about to drift. Second thing is, uh, you know, I love chilling out. I love chilling out with my friends. I love chilling out with my family, and that really gives me kind of like a really cool relaxation. But you know, let me talk about some more tangible spots. Uh, one of the habits is I have a spot, right? And spot is like your place, your your zone where you go to to get into that zone. I have a spot, right? And that's, I go to that spot every day if I want to get 
serious with work. Okay. So what's that spot for you? Uh, the spot for me is this lounge in, in Colombo, right? It's a beautiful lounge. It's it's a library, but it's also a bar at the same time, <laughs> right? It's such a cool spot, and I love the atmosphere. I love the rich feeling of that. It's like a really nice place, right? And when I go there, I'm in my zone, right? That's number one. Number two, who's your clique? Who's your crowd? Now you can have different crowds for different things. Now you can have your friends to have fun with. You could have your, you know, work colleagues to, you know, you know, basically work. But you gotta have a mastermind group. Now a mastermind group are people you assimilated from different walks of life, but always talk about how to better themselves. So I got a mastermind group. I got a group of like five guys who do five completely different things. Right, and each of them, every day when we meet up at the spot, what we do is, you know, we have a cup of coffee, and once in a while we have a drink, and we talk about meaningful stuff. How do we make it to the next level? What's it about? How do we define success for the next 10 years, right? What's the formula that works in today's context to grow your business from A to Z? And because we come from such diverse backgrounds, the conversation is always rich. So have your spot, have your click, and the second most important time is you gotta have free time. Now when I say free time, it's not just time where you're not doing nothing. It's you gotta have time where you're relaxed, where you're not stressed out. Stress is like the biggest killer. Now I mean stress will literally kill you. Stress today is the biggest killer in the whole world. It'll give you a heart disease, it'll give you all sorts of jazz. But what stress really kills is innovation, creativity right and that co-creation that happens in your brain so you gotta be able to get into a zone where you don't have stress right and what now you can ask me what do you need to do to get into a zone that doesn't have stress right <laughs> that's the next question and it depends on your circumstances yeah. but what really helps me out is I don't have expectations so when I don't have expectations in anything that I do including speaking I can instantly get into my zone so those are the three things that you really need to focus on in terms of habits. I mean, it works for me. It might not work for you, but it's worth trying out. So sometimes it just happens, and uh, maybe you go to um, you know, the library you right. mentioned and uh, you know, have a coffee or a drink right. or two, and then just go about your yep. day, and uh, just sometimes it happens. Yep. And do you find a... Um, what do, you, what do you see would be the difference between having a mastermind with people that are in the same uh, industry or doing right. the same stuff as right. opposed to like your no, I think I think a mastermind group should should never be in the same industry. I don't believe in that because that, for me, a mastermind group should always have different, uh, different walks of life. But the aim is the same, right? Aim is the same. Also, your mastermind group should be a group that's able to challenge you. Right, able to call out all of the bull that you're bringing onto the table. So it can't be people that follow you. It can't be a group of people that admire you. It's got to be uh, a, a, an assimilation of your peers that are able to challenge your thinking, are able to push you, and kind of say, "Listen, this is this is not working. This is not right. This is where you should be, and this is where you should not be." So you got to have a group like that, and I think that type of group works a lot. And how do you determine who goes into that group? Uh, I think, you know what, it, it's funny how these things happen, right? I mean, for me, I never wanted to create a master, you know, like a, a group of mine or whatever, right? So I, uh, it happened over time, right? And it happens over time 
because you go to places where like-minded play people can have assimilate right mm-hmm. now it could be you know a members only club it could be kind of a library it could be some you know place i don't know what for me i was just sitting there having a coffee in my spot and one by one people just came and started having a chat with me yeah and that chats became interesting and little by little two became three three became four and before you know it you know we got a group of people talking about how to become successful so what you need to do is you can't go out with the mindset saying listen i'm going to start a master class group it, it doesn't happen that way right yeah. you go to a place where great people reside you sit yourself there you look around you see someone interesting go talk to the guy yeah right repeat that process until you find a group of people that you click with so it's, uh, it sounds uh, very similar to a piece of advice you mentioned uh, in uh, one of your keynotes which is to put yourself in the environment where you can be with these like-minded yeah. people absolutely that, that's the biggest problem we'll see, we'll see we're so concerned about success right we're yeah. so concerned about what our next step is what is our we are inward looking we what we miss the plot completely uh, a seed a seed no matter how determined the seed is no matter how motivated a seed is it can't plant itself okay you get the give me the most motivated determined seed you can find in the world okay you can't plant itself a seed needs to be placed in fertile ground which means you got to have mud you got to have rain you got to have all that jazz which is your environment so you could be the most determined most motivated guy in the whole planet But if you're not in the right place, you're not going to plan. That's the key. You got to get to the right place. Get to the right place in this context means the right people with the right attitude that can water, nourish and plant your potential. So it can be for instance even visiting once a week visiting a neighborhood that you know, upscale neighborhood and seeing how people live Absolutely. and Absolutely. But there's a space in my hometown where uh, you know I, i think it's we're also common uh, very common in china this is a bunch of old people they just gather around just yeah. you know do all sorts of stuff you know go sit with these guys man you'll learn a ton that you won't be able to learn in the mba you won't be learning you won't learn at harvard you won't learn it uh, any of these things yeah. so today the problem is you know you need three things to su- succeed in life today a lot of people right have iq yeah right iq You can't change your IQ. You're born with your IQ. Okay? But IQ is not enough. You need intellect. Intellect is how you use your IQ. So you can let's say you have a, let's say you let's say you got an IQ of like 90, which is like, you know, average, yeah. right? If you have a super intellect, you could be a genius because you know how to use those 90 points in a really crazy way. Yeah. The thing that people today don't have is wisdom. Now wisdom is completely different. Wisdom is what helps you understand what real success is. It's a long-term vision of understanding how things work. Today, you got kids who are bright, IQ, kids who have a lot of intellect, no wisdom. Nothing. That's what you need to focus on. So when you have a group of people that can give you that wisdom, right? You're complete. Sometimes it's not the people telling you certain things, it's more of like they're helping you uncover 
things about yourself. That's a very good point. So today, another issue is like everybody wants everything in a ready-made package, right? They need to know the five steps to become a world champion or the 10-step process to become a whatever or, you know, like the five-week course to be a millionaire or the two-day version of becoming a billionaire. Everything needs to be like a short, uh, you know, to-the-point course. That's exactly how people have become dumb, right? The whole world is becoming dumb. Wisdom comes from thinking deeply about a problem to which you don't have an answer. Wisdom comes from continuously thinking, continuously uh, seeking a solution to an impossible problem. So if you don't understand something, now you have room to gain wisdom because you got to go figure out how do I understand it. But that's what's not happening today. Today, if you don't understand something, people are saying, that's not going to work for me. So I'm uh, not going to do it. Let me go on Google and if Google says yeah, no. If they even, even experience. If people go through an experience and if they can't understand it, they don't want to repeat it. That's why we are dumb. If you go through an experience, right, let's say a bad experience, the attitude you need to have is, how, why is it bad? How can I make it better next time? That's when you really start building wisdom. I always say this in my classes. If you go out of my class saying, I didn't understand anything that Dhanan just said, you're good. <laughs> you're good. I've done my job. If you go out of my class thinking, I understood everything Dhanan Jahetiaraji said, I know you're dumb. <laughs> right? So that's the difference. So what, what, what is, what is that, that sort of gap between them leaving with not understanding anything yeah. you said and understanding everything you said. Right. Yeah. What was the mind? What is their mindset? Yes, yeah. the mindset. See, the mindset is that I teach people around the world. Yeah. Okay. And I know only realistically, only five to six percent will yeah. really learn what I say and use it. Yeah. I'm only focusing on those five to six percent. Yeah. And that five to six percent are the people who come and come come to me after the class and say, Dan, you said this, but what did you really mean by it? Right? How do I apply it here? How do I do it this way? I don't understand how to use this technique in this situation. Right? And, and constantly keep questioning. And that's when you really unearth knowledge. When, when, you're, when you're actually questioning what you are being Absolutely. shared. Absolutely. Know. Not only questioning what you're being shared, but also questioning a fact that why don't I understand this? Because that's when you stretch yourself to get it. Right, so you know, like, let me give you a good example. Right, um, one of the things in Toastmasters, right? Let me. This is really example. Right, a yeah. lot of people around the world, people who have absolutely no idea about Toastmasters. Right, this yeah. is what they say. They come and say, "Listen, Toastmasters is all about doing a five to seven minute speech. Yeah. It's not about speaking as a business." Have you heard of that one before? Uh, right. That, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people come and say, "This is not professional speaking." Right? And I look at them and say, listen, you are so dumb. You are so dumb. What they don't understand that the techniques that you use in a seven-minute speech is applicable in every possible form of speaking. Right? You don't have to talk like you talk in Toastmasters in a business meeting. That, that's just anybody gets that. You, know, you, don't, you don't go up in front of your boss and go, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to do a speech. Right? I mean, that's just common sense. So 
look at that example and still there are so many people who look at who look at this beautiful organization right and they are unable to extract the real essence of it because they don't want to stretch themselves to understand something that doesn't fit their frame that's what people need to do so if you had to go back and uh, back along your toastmasters journey and you had to do it again um what would you keep doing and what would you change? I wouldn't change a thing, man. I think everything happens exactly the way it was supposed to happen, right? Steve Jobs said the only way you can connect the dots is looking backwards, right? And when I look backwards, I think everything happened exactly when it should happen. Um, If it didn't happen, if I was too soon or too late, right, I would have missed the bus. But it, it happened exactly when it happened. All I had to do was just show up that's it so it was the time like it, it's sort of like the I guess the universe is a timeline which is aligning with absolutely personal. absolutely man yeah. I mean, it's just like only thing the world needs from us only thing your potential needs from you is for you to continuously show up to the game so that, to yeah get out of bed get put your shoes on come to the game right come to the ring participate that's what poten- potential needs you to participate right yeah. everything else will happen everything else will be guided everything else you could figure out but the only thing that your potential can't do for you or life can't do for you or the universe can't do for you is force you to participate if you that's the one thing uh, you gotta do so if you participate just holding hold on to long enough you eventually you don't, get it you don't have to hold on so when you yeah. say hold on it's like a struggle right. right life is not a struggle you don't have to hold on or grab on or let go of anything yeah. you just need to participate that's it like how you wake up on bed wake up every day in the morning and you participate in life right yeah. you don't you don't wake up in the morning and say, you know, man, I'm trying to hold on to life, right? It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So it's the same thing with your passion, with your dream. You got to participate. It's not about holding on or letting go. Just take part. What is a belief that you have now that you didn't have um, when you started? People are the same. Yeah. When I started out, man, I thought, I thought people were different. I thought people were, um, you, know, you know, fundamentally uh, um, different, but now I've traveled like you know around the world, and you know uh, everybody's the same. Everybody's got the same fears, the same doubts, uh, you know, the same trials and tribulations. Um, everybody in the world has this great, uh, like great uh, equalizer of things, um, and um, you know, life is like that. So for me, one of the everywhere I go now, I just see people as the same, you know. Everybody wants something better than what they have right now. Everybody's searching for the truth. You know, they they want a good life, right? And um, for me, that's uh, that's 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 big because I never thought I thought I thought we were fundamentally different. Like I'm in China now. I thought Chinese were different, man. I thought they were like way different. But now I realize, man. Listen, China, Japan, uh, India, Pakistan, wherever you want to go, man. America, Iran, Iraq, whatever you want to call them. When you take off the 10%, that is your color, your religion, your caste, your creed, when you take that off, 90%, man, they're the same thing. 
Like pe people all have, um, they all feel pain. They all Absolutely. feel love. They yeah, all. Everybody's got a dream. Everybody's afraid of not achieving their dreams. Everybody knows what disappointment is like. Everybody knows what self doubt is like. Everybody is going through the same thing. And that's helped you um, connect better with Absolutely, people. On the Absolutely. When I now get on stage, I'm just seeing myself. You know, I'm like, I, I look at the audience and I'm like, these, everybody here is just like me. You know, and they could be fun to be 10%. They could be different color, different cast, creed, or whatever you want to call it. But inside, right, they are the same, man. Everybody's searching for that pearl of great price, happiness. That's, that's, that's wisdom. <laughs> and over the, the next question is actually what is the wisest piece of advice someone has ever gave you that's a good question man. that's a good question I think I've, I've, probably I, I could nail it down to three pieces of advice man these three pieces <laughs> of advice is my kind of go to pieces of advice right number one is what I already told you right is if you think you understand something, right, then you are fundamentally not growing. So you gotta do a job that forces you to not understand what you're doing. You gotta get into situations that completely mind boggle and puzzle you. And you gotta get into environments that stretch you to figure out the answer, not a ready-made version of it, right? So that's one, that's number one. Number two for me is, you know, by my own, um, by my own mentor who said, listen, be a better person before you become a better speaker. Right? And for me, this is so good. So it could be a speaker, it could be a job, whatever you want to do. You got to try to be a better person, right? Today, we, 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 today, if you look at the world, right, we got a lot of everything. We got amazing nuclear scientists, amazing physicians, amazing uh, actors, amazing uh, doctors, we got everything that's amazing. Professions, we got amazing professions. We don't have good people, right? We don't have good people. And that's what the world needs now, right? And the world needs good people. Good people are people that um, have a set of values which they don't compromise, mm. right? And, and, and because they don't compromise, their lives are infinitely more difficult. That's why Toastmasters talks about you know, respect, integrity, uh, you know, uh, trust, and we talk about you know, the rise values because we want to be a value-based organization. And you, know, you, you don't have to join Toastmasters for that. You've you got your culture, your tradition, your country. We all have certain values which are universal. We need more people like that, right? We need more people like that because that's what's going to help us sustain our development as a world, as a community. Um, my third thing is, you know, was this beautiful um, uh, beautiful uh, analogy of what a great leader is, right? And uh, it was a beautiful line that was, um, I, 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 right now I can't recall who said that, but it's about what a leader should be. Now we have, lead we have a lot of, lot, of, lot of definitions for leadership, right? But this, this line, for me, kind of epitomizes leadership, you know, and, and the line goes, this was said by, um, by a apprentice about his master, right? Mm -hmm. And the line goes something like this, when I see him, it gives me a lot of strength. 
because when you see great men it gives you peace right and that's for me is the epitome of a leader right is someone that gives people peace right and for me wherever i go whatever i speak uh, whatever i interact my whole whole uh, notion is to help people find that calm right and i think when you are able to kind of connect with people in that perspective how you interact with them is different today no one's at peace right you go to work people are running like mad dogs right i mean you go back to wherever schools universities people are not at peace they 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 stress they tense they're fighting for limited resources they're fighting for the increment fighting them everybody's got a grudge right something so everyone's not at peace a leader a leader is someone who can put you at peace right it's a cool you down and uh, when you look at the world that way you know it, it you change the way you behave with people so who who is that leader for you for me it's a guy called Arnaldson Balraj Balraj was uh, the past international president and he's like a second father to me man and i think he's he's like you know he's like the cool breeze man It's like I was, I was at the West Lake today. I was taking a walk down uh, down the West Lake. A cool breeze just kind of went through the lake, and I just instantly remembered that feeling. And the feeling was like what I always get when I was with my mentor, right? And it's like that amazing, calm feeling. It's like like you know, it's like a soothing balm on a wound, right? I mean, just boom, you get it. And that's the type of leader pe- person needs to become. Now, for you to become a, that type of leader, you need to let go of all expectations. you know you can fundamental nature of a healer is that you can't have anything for yourself that's why you're able to give and give and give and give and heal people so for me that has been a definition of my leadership so those those are the three things that i really value and close to my heart and what is something you would never compromise on Um I have a lot of things I don't compromise on man. I think um one thing that I can't compromise on is I can't do what I don't like. I mean that's one thing. I just can't do it. Even if it pays me a million bucks, right? I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm true to my heart. So even when it comes to my job, my vocation, what I do as a profession, uh soon as i don't like it as soon as I, it goes against my values uh, you know it, life starts to become incredibly difficult mm-hmm. so i always wear my heart on my sleeve and my heart is my compass i followed my compass and uh you know 99.9% of the time it's taken me to the right place nice and if you had a magic wand and can wish for anything what would that be I don't know man. I think I already have the magic wand. <laughs> I already have the magic wand. Magic wand is the is the great price, uh, the great um reward yeah. for leadership. Is it leadership uh, and sacrifice, right? And when you embark on a journey, right? And this is true for everybody. Yeah. You are blessed with gifts. And it comes at a great price. Comes with a lot of sacrifice. So for example, Jack Ma, his journey, his reward at the end was wealth. Some people that's a reward. Yeah. For some people, it's an ability. So for me, my journey, the reward of my journey 
is how I articulate and use my voice to change the world. And that's a powerful gift to have. That's like a magic wand, right? Yeah. It's like an ability. People listen to you and then they change, right? <laughs> and that's an ability. So you might, and those abilities come to you after a tremendous amount of trial, tremendous amount of tribulation. It could be like Hussein Bolt, the fastest man on the earth. The trial, that's the ability. Um, Steve Jobs, innovation and creativity, that's an ability. For me, it's speaking, that's an ability. So these abilities, they are priceless. They are, they are the only things on earth. Talent and abilities are the only things on earth that you can't buy for money. You could buy everything else. Yeah. Right? If you got enough money, right, you could buy the latest car, latest shoes. If you don't like your, how your face looks, money can change it. Buy, buy yourself a new right. face. You can buy yourself a new face. You can buy literally anything today. Yeah. Only thing money can't buy you, that technology can't give you, is a talent. A talent is a reward for a journey. And you can only acquire it that way. And it's going to be a fundamental truth. No matter how technologically advanced we become, no matter wh whatever happens, you can't buy a talent. It's a reward for a journey. So for me, I've already got my magic wand, and I'm actually using my magic wand. And uh, you know, that's um, for me. That's my your your voice is your magic wand. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Which brings us to the next uh, question: Is what is your most valuable possession? It doesn't have to be material thing. Yeah, yeah. My my most valuable, um, I've, I would say rather temporary possession, is. Um, I think it's two things. Number one is my philosophy. Mm. If a man doesn't have a philosophy, he is truly lost. Yeah. Truly lost. Yeah. You gotta have a philosophy. Um, that is my uh, most valued possession, right? And I keep building and refining my philosophy. And my philosophy is what keeps me guided in this complex world. If you don't have a philosophy, you're gonna get lost, right? And it's a bad place to get lost. So philosophy, number one, and rather temporary possession that I have is my kids. I have three beautiful boys. Uh, one is six. My twins are two. Every day when I go back home, uh, you know, and that's kind of the, you know, apple of my eye, right? And um, those are the two most valued possessions I have. Uh, the people that I love and my philosophy. Wow. That's a, that's a philosophy one kind of uh, caught me off the guard. So if you had to describe your life with three words, what would that be? <laughs> I would say, um, first and foremost, I'm a seeker. So my life is filled with uh, seeking knowledge and truth. Um, unburdened. I feel free in my life right now. Um, and uh, probably the last word that I would use uh, to uh, uh, describe my life is... Uh, very transitory, very, uh, very fleeting. Mm. Yeah. The same way life is, uh, life is fleeting. We're yeah. sort of in a transient. And when you travel, you experience it. You know, you you're here. You know, one next day you're somewhere else, and you know, and everything just becomes a memory afterwards, right? And uh, and you realize, man, it's a very fleeting thing. And how how has that, um, how has that allowed you to be free? To understand that and life because, is fleeting. Because I look at life as very transitory and very fleeting, I don't hang on to anything. You know, 
I know, I, you know, I know all of this. What we do right now uh, is is very temporary, right? And um, you know, uh, I try to affect people wherever I go with the time that I have. And um, so, you know, I don't have expectations, man. I do my thing. I speak the truth, and I'm done. Loved your sharing, Dea Jaya. And uh, we're just getting to the end of the podcast. So if uh, people like to n- learn more about you, uh, uh, find out more about uh, work you do, where can they find you? Well, uh, you could drop me an email at info at danjh.com. That's D-A-N-J-H.com. Uh, go to my website, www.icsomethinginyou.com. That's named after my uh, speech. I'm on YouTube under my name. I'm on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm also on WeChat now. Uh, I find that amazing application. Uh, so you could get in touch with me anytime, man. Just type my name on Google and uh, you'll find your way. Well, thanks a lot for taking uh, the time to jump on the podcast. I really appreciate. I really appreciate it since uh, I'm, we met uh, only a few days ago at uh, in Hong Kong, and now we are in China. I had a great time, man, and uh, thanks. I love sharing my knowledge. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. You can find more episodes every Tuesday. If you haven't done so, please subscribe for more updates as they come. Until next time.